0: hello and welcome to another episode of movies that make us i'm jake i'm tracy
1: and i'm val
0: and today we have very special guests with us mr robert neal robert welcome to the show
2: Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and where they can find you online?
2: Uh, let's see. I am a occasional blogger, uh, cosplayer, and uh, I have a thing for action figures. You can find me on Instagram at action figure theater, where I typically do a daily uh, coffee and action figure posts. Uh, you know, take a look and enjoy.
0: They're brilliant. They're always fun. They're always themed to something. You must have the, the calendar of uh obscure holidays. Better, the <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. We have all the information at, yeah, at the fingertips. internet's there. <laughs> <My
3: fingertips>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, welcome. We're glad to have you here. And Val, we are talking about Shang-Chi. You came to us at Fan and you said, Hey, our next episode, we're gonna have Robert on the show and we're gonna talk about Shang-Chi. And It wasn't a, hey, how would you guys feel about talking about (laughs) Shang-Chi? And we were on board with all of it. Like, Tracy and I had no reservations about any of it. It was just. I thought I brought it up. Like,
1: hey, I thought I said, hey, what about Shang-Chi? I don't think I said, this is what we're doing. And then I walked away.
0: I don't. (laughs) I don't remember. You guys caught me at a really. Like, you came and it was after I had just done the NWO panel. And had some news <laughs> dropped in the middle of that. So I have no idea what happened. Except Did they catch you at an interesting
2: time going. in your life? What's that? Did they catch you at an interesting time in your life? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which <laughs> is how X goes sometimes, I guess. So. Yes.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but why this particular movie, Val? What prompted this particular episode?
1: Um, Other well, than we know, know you know have a lot. I I really love talking about Shang-Chi. And we haven't talked about it. And it was brought up at a couple different panels that I was on at FanX. And then when Robert, when we were talking and saying, hey, you need to be on the show. And then, I don't know, Shang-Chi came up and he was like, yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, great. So I, I don't know. where, Because I was like, well, what movie sounds good? That's what I usually like. People that we have on the show, we usually want them to talk about a movie that they like. Right. So I'm not gonna like shove my likeness on someone else, usually only on Tuesdays.
0: Only on Tuesdays. All right. (laughs) Only on Tuesdays, and then it's just tacos, so
2: it's fine. Tacos tacos and giant hands coming out of the ocean and heads. (laughs) It's a Tuesday. It's a
3: Tuesday.
0: (laughs) We don't talk about the giant hands in the ocean, Robert.
3: They're just there. It's just there. You've
0: always been there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah nobody, nobody really wants to bring it up it's fine <laughs> apparently that's it, it feels a little bit like that with phase four of the marvel cinematic universe with eternals and shang chi both where things happened in these movies and we haven't really seen that connected to the rest of the mcu at this point
2: yeah well one of the things that i've read is that phase four is dealing with trauma both coming out of endgame and the blip and uh, just internal traumas and, and tragedies that people have been dealing with. So I think that actually Shang-Chi not dealing with the Eternals, but and also since the Eternals hadn't happened at that point, um, mm-hmm. like him dealing with the trauma and tragedy of his family life, which was kind of jacked up. You know, we, it was a good lead to some of the other things that have happened in Phase 4.
1: Yeah, his him and his sister have some daddy issues, like like major, major daddy issues. And I mean, they should. Yeah, I was They're, gonna say their, their dad's a kind of huge war, issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, their number one issue is their dad's a like immortal supervillain that has been around for thousands of years. Like I would have some issues if my I have issues and my dad's just a normal guy. So, you know. <laughs>
1: So let's get into shang chi for me i just visually love this movie um i know we usually just kind of talk about whatever right now for 15 minutes but i kind of don't want to waste time. <laughs> Go for it. um but i mean it was it, what i thought was super, super cool is that we were all on so many different panels at fan x and we're you know a lot of it is superheroes and nerds and movies and you know, fight scenes and like all these different things. I was also on a panel about hip hop and comics, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And almost every single panel that I was on, Shang-Chi was relevant in those panels. Um, And I just think it was a super underrated movie. And when it came out, it was such a weird time. Mm -hmm. in just like humanity, (laughs) especially in the United States where, you know, Shang-Chi isn't very well known by people. I don't know much about Shang-Chi um, before this point, uh, before the movie came out. But it was the same as, like, Iron Man. Like, he was, you know, not known by a lot of people. Most of us had heard the Iron Man song, but did we really know a whole lot about Iron Man? But then we have Shang-Chi coming out at a time where, you know, people have been closed up in their homes. People are, um, can I is it like... Um, How do I say this? Um, Being racially stinted. Mm. (laughs) uh, I don't know if that's the right kind of phrase. Because not everybody was like against Asian culture. But it was at this point where there was people angry at Asian culture. There was people that were fighting for for Asian culture to not be. It was just like the stinted time. It was heightened. And then it was pushed down. And then it just... So there was a lot of hate. Um, There was also a lot of, why are we going to see this movie? We don't know this character. We don't understand how it fits in the universe. Um, But if it would, I think if Shang-Chi, if that movie would have been any other superhero movie coming out at that time, I don't think we would have had such an issue going to see it. I don't know if that's just me, but I just feel like it was a weird time.
0: I don't know. I, I, I agree. I, and you I don't I have think, to. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I agree that it, it was a weird time. Um, I don't know that I would use the past tense. Cause I think we're still in the middle of a weird time as far as diversity in general goes. And, um,
1: but I mean, people were like but, not going to Asian restaurants. Yeah. Oh, people I know. It, were yeah. like beating up Asians on the streets because yeah. of the pandemic and thinking that, they, it was their fault. Right? right. And I'm not saying specifically, you know, one culture, because that's how it was. It was just like, Oh, Asians. Like it was, Yeah. you know, it, there were restaurants, not just shutting down because of COVID, but shutting down because they were, you know, Asian food restaurants. And, and so for me, we've got this giant superhero that comes out that's from an Asian culture Um, Not very many people know them. And the movie itself is probably in my top 10 of all Marvel movies and nobody goes to see it. Yeah.
0: And I think, I think you're right. I think there was definitely a cultural thing. And I also think we were still kind of coming out of the pandemic and going to movies and things like that. And I think if Shang-Chi had come out in 2018, 2017, it would have been, it would have done much better oh, at yeah. the box office Any because,
1: <laughs> yeah, because
0: people were, hey, we're every Marvel movie that comes out, we're going to go see it. I think at this point, when it comes out, it's like, well, is that worth me going out or do I wait until it comes to Disney Plus?
1: I think right. if it came out this summer,
0: I think it would it do, would really have, well. it yeah. would have
1: done better. Because people like Eternals is different because Eternals got a lot of bad publicity before it came out and people didn't quite understand what it was. Mm -hmm. um and then but like shang chi it actually got the people that were reviewing it gave it good reviews like it Mm -hmm. got good reviews people just didn't go to see it and then people that have seen it now that it's on disney plus love it so yeah we had a little bit of the do i want to leave my house and a little bit of culture and then a lot of people like do I even care about this character? Right. And so I just feel like it was like the power of threes just kind of, <laughs> kind well, of shoved this else, down. Though,
2: something else. Um, now thinking about it, I wonder if it would have done as well, if it had been the immediate follow-up after Eternals, if you'd switched their schedules mm. and the way that Eternals wasn't really embraced by the public at large, you know, If this came out after that, would people be like, I don't know the character. I'm just going to wait for Spider-Man and and just move on and hope I don't miss too much. So I wonder about that as well.
1: I don't know, because I mean, I wouldn't have been as angry um, about (laughs) it, like Multiverse of Madness, if I hadn't seen Shang-Chi yet. (laughs)
2: Because oh. it made
1: me so angry if you if you watched our Multiverse of Madness episode like <laughs> Shang, there was Shang-Chi should have been in there like why bring Wong into both places and give us a perfect opening for Shang-Chi and then not give us Shang-Chi like I get it Shang-Chi would have he like they could have figured out a way for him not to defeat things and not to die and still exist because it just made sense to me. And I know I'm just going to beat that down until <laughs> it was like, okay, Val, like, whatever. But you give me Shang-Chi, then you give an opening, a perfectly legitimate opening in Multiverse of Madness, and then he doesn't show up. Um, but you got It wrong. just doesn't make sense.
2: Who I think uh, is becoming like the new Loki, because Wong is everywhere now. He's
1: Wongers. Wongers. Ah. Wongers.
2: I'm sorry, Wongers. Yes. <laughs>
3: When I was rewatching this last night, and they we get to Macau with the fight scene, I'm like, it's Wongers. <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, oh man, he and Madison need to go do some karaoke.
2: <laughs> Madison, Wongers, Shang Chi, and Katie all doing yes! good for California. This is yes! awesome. Yes.
1: <laughs> I Marvel, I'm
2: pitching it now. Make those four double date. Even
1: if it's just an M scene somewhere, you know. Oh what my I mean?
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah um it's interesting you bring up the the culture piece val i'm thinking about that same time that was the same year that um raya and the last dragon came out which was also you know asian culture aquafina was in that
3: as well wasn't she yeah she was amazing
0: in that as well actually and that was a really good movie yeah yeah it was a really good movie that also got really overlooked and part of that was it wasn't it didn't have a theatrical re- release but i think also the time that it hit too so that's mm-hmm. a really interesting thought
1: so i think they know. should bring that back out they're bringing there's going to be a schedule a whole bunch of movies that they're re-releasing for a couple of weeks in theaters and i did get to see that one in the theater just as a critic screening um and it was absolutely beautiful like mm-hmm. absolutely beautiful and um, if you haven't seen Shang Chi, yes, watch it on the biggest screen in your house. But I would love for people to see that on the big screen if they didn't get a chance to. Because, like, let's would just you. let's go to one of my favorite scenes in an action movie that year, and that is when they're on the train, um, mm-hmm. and they're well, they're on the bus. It's one mm-hmm. of those like extended buses, buses, accordion buses, and not only do you have exceptional camera work inside and outside of the bus. You've got an amazing soundtrack happening and then the fight scenes um, and the choreography of the combat is so amazing. And then you have just this random humor that's happening all at the same time. It's just this amazing combination of action. Cause that's what an action scene is. It's a little bit of humor. It's fantastic combat. It's amazing music. And it's the sequencing of the editing like that is fantastic. And, and a lot of action movies try to do on a bus, outside of a bus, on a train, outside of a train. like It's happened in a lot of different ways right. in a lot of different movies. And this, to me, was so much fun to watch.
3: Yo, 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 this is your boy Broadcasting <laughs>
1: <life>. I took <laughs> I took Taekwondo one time, so I'm kind of an expert. I'm going to
3: break down this fight right now.
1: Oh <laughs> and then... God.
3: Katie, uh, this is a character to me who could have been overbearing, could have been too much, but she gives it, it's like Madison. It's like, it's just enough that you end up like loving her, but she could have been too much. So that's, that's, she brings a lot to that scene.
2: And I think that they gave her just enough, unlike Madison, at least so far, they've given her just enough character development that you're kind of interested in. Okay. We know, you know, how her life is paralleled Shang-Chi's and kind of like underachieving
3: mm-hmm. and
2: just kind of settling. And you kind of watch them in parallel grow, to, you know, together. And that was actually kind of fun to get mm-hmm. that, which we don't often get with a lot of secondary characters in movies. Right.
1: Yeah, which gets me excited to think that, you know, she might be a little bit more than that. And What I love about Aquafina is that a lot of people don't watch her serious work. They know her from Crazy Rich Asians, which is such a great movie. They know her from other, you know, comedic things where she kind of plays the same type of character. Um, And then you see her in this and we have some really great dramatic moments. We have some really great comedic moments. And then we've got this friendship that Mm -hmm. is so great i love friendship movies um and their friendship their bond whatever they're going through um is really fun for me to watch as well um and especially when they get you know to their mother's home and they get to meet the family Mm -hmm. and that whole area and she is kind of figuring out her journey there like you said that potential of both of them just like well that we're good with this. We're good with what we're doing right now. And then all of a sudden they, they have to get outside of their shell. And, you know, she figures out that she's really good at something that she never would have expected to be good at. Like she never would have thought about that any other time. You know what I mean? So um, it was just really cool to see that growth. Um, But also just to be like, you're my friend and you didn't tell me about this. And then when they're going over, like what he changed his name to, and she's like, (laughs) wait a second. (laughs) <laughs>
3: you changed your name from Sean to Sean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like only your best friend is going to call you out on that kind of crap. You know right. what I mean?
3: Yeah. Well, the 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 other thing that I love is that we set up so much with her right at the beginning when they're both working as the valets, and we have like a basically a, a reverse Ferris Bueller's Day Off where the guys, the valets, are the ones who are. Deciding whether or not to take the car, and mm-hmm. and she's like, "No, I'm like the Jeff Gordon, <laughs> <I> like parking." <laughs> so we just really set her up at the beginning, and then, um, and I, I love during the uh, the bus scene where she's like, they they come up to Shang Chi, and she's like, "Does this guy look like he knows how to fight?" And then he does uh... <laughs> the.
2: <laughs> and something I didn't think about until just now, they totally set her up. Before driving that bus in the scene with the Porsche, before, yeah, yeah, It, was and it, a setup. it just really dawned on me that mm. why is she driving the bus? Well, she's driving cars for umpteen she's years. A, she's uh, a professional I didn't, driver. i
3: didn't think that either, Robert.
2: Yeah. What? Sorry, Val.
1: Sorry, I've seen it a million times.
2: <laughs> Sorry, um,
1: but yeah, I thought like I figured something was going to happen when you know, like even her brother is like, so, you, you know, I can become a professional valet like you, you know, I was like, okay, something, they're really paying attention to driving, her driving, the way she drives, they're bringing it up a lot, so something's gonna happen, um, and it was really this, like, speed moment, you know, it brought me back mm-hmm. to speed, um, mm-hmm. because speed, and that moment on that bus was probably one of the most iconic, you know, action scene bus driving moments on film. Um, and then when you have something like this happen, um, I thought it really played, it played a good homage to it, but then brought it into a new audience of of what it was, you know, and having the blogger there, which is like, so what would happen? Um, you know what I mean? But I loved how they broke that bus into two, how they were inside of the bus, outside of the bus, on, under on the, bus, the like bus, on top of the bus and where they are in that town is crazy because I know that street and you know, so it's just like, there's not a lot of room on those streets. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I thought that was, that was really cool. And what I love about this movie, Spider-Man, no way home. Um, what else do we have? Like they're really paying attention to the grandparents in the relationship with the grandparents. And, Mm -hmm. um, which is a huge thing in, in that culture, And I really, really love it. Like, they've done it in a few movies now. And um, I love how their grandma is like, no, you guys, like, there's something going on here. And I don't care if there's nothing ever romantic going on there, but I love their friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and they kind of allude to maybe something romantic is going to happen. I'm okay if it doesn't. I mean, if it does, that's fine. But I'm really okay. It doesn't always have to be romantic.
2: But they uh. didn't force it. And that's the thing. Yeah. They were like, hey, these two people don't each other. Guess what? they got to get together. Yeah, no, no, they can just hang out together. They can go sing karaoke and just hang out and then go park cars the next day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and everything with that felt normal.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I, I think it's one of the big problems typically in Hollywood movies is you get every close relationship has to end up being romantic and it doesn't and Mm -hmm. like we need to start depicting more friendships and relationships that are not romantic like it's okay to have friends that
1: i mean that was my favorite thing about Endgame. we've got hawkeye we've got black widow and Mm -hmm. they have such a connection that they built through all the movies but they really you know drove it home in that movie and it's just so touching that you know we have hopefully at some point in your life you have a friend that means that much to you like if you're right. that lucky and and so i do love how they're they're really creating these friendships between characters in the newer phases of the movies as well
0: we all need a friend that someday we're willing to go jump off a cliff so they can get the soul stone
1: that's just what we need
0: <laughs> in our lives
1: i mean i don't know why everybody doesn't feel like they should have that oh yeah i think they should absolutely. <laughs> Start always, submitting applications now. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I always say it's everybody abstract, needs a yeah. Sam in their life, referring to yeah. Lord of the Rings.
1: Everybody needs a Sam.
0: But I feel like now we can say everybody needs a Natasha in their life, someone that's <laughs> going to... Or Katie. Or that you would be willing or to... Or
1: Katie. I would love to yeah. have a Katie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that when they they get to him, to his sister's club, she's like, what happened to your shirt? <laughs> I don't know. When she's down there <laughs> counting money. Wait, did you? Be- <laughs> she's like got all this money. <laughs> no, you know
2: your best friend again. Not only would call you out on the bus, but would be like, "So this isn't going to go well." But I'm going to get bank.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only a best love, friend. I love how they bring that into you know she hulk like that whole like so now we've got what happened you know to wong in this movie and she hulk but then i also love because you know my favorite iron man movie is iron man 3 and they and i know know. people don't like that about me but they bring like they they kind of full circle iron man 3 in shang chi so you get trevor (sighs) back
3: I'm okay with you saying three. If you had said two, I'd have some issues. But
1: I, I would hope you would all do an intervention if I ever said <laughs> Iron Man two was my favorite anything.
0: It's all right. Iron get... Man two is my favorite Iron Man, and Thor: The Dark World is my favorite Thor movie. They're they're my top two Marvel. I think
3: we movies. need to talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I to off there. Never mind.
0: <laughs> he blooped, he blipped himself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show myself out. Thank you.
1: Um, <laughs> You can like whatever you like, Jake.
0: Those are not my wrong. favorite Marvel movies. <laughs> let so that we're clear. Um, I really did like that they kind of tried to close the loop a little bit on the Mandarin. Because I think that was, for a lot of fans of the comics, it was something really exciting to see you know, Ben Kingsley as the Mandarin. And, and he played it very menacingly. And it was very well done in a lot of ways. And then you find out it's all fake. And it's kind of this bait and switch. And it's like, come on, that can't be... Yeah. The Mandarin, because he was such an iconic villain in the comics. Um, and I like that they corrected that a lot in this movie. And I think it's something very Mandarin y to do.
3: Yeah. yeah. Friend of the, and I love the fact that, that, was not happy. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I love the fact that um, Wen Wu, when he's talking about it, he's talking about going back to culture, the importance of names. Yeah. And he mentioned, you know, names are power, names connect us to our, not only who we are, but to our past. And then goes, yeah, they came to me about this, and I'm just like, whatever. And they named this guy after a chicken dish, and yeah. he was just <laughs> of the whole thing of like, you know, he's like, well, if you're gonna take over the world, name yourself after a chicken dish may not be the best way to go, but hey, you do and, you.
3: And it's an yeah. orange.
2: <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah, just, no, was I really I love him, that to hear him uh, just kind of go off on you know, it, the little cultural part, and there were so many small references throughout the movie that did go back to the culture and the history and that was just a a, you know it's a seemingly small thing but so important and so having so much weight to it
0: Yeah. yeah and that's one thing that i've really appreciated about the mcu in phase four is we've seen a lot of heroes coming from multiple cultures that for me someone who has grown up in a very specific culture and mm-hmm. has not been as exposed to that. It's been really great and fascinating.
2: Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It was just, it was, it was low-hanging fruit. I couldn't pass. It. No, I appreciate it,
0: Robert. No, it, but it's also been great to sit down with my kids and expose them to some of that as well and see that heroes come in all shapes and sizes and mm-hmm. colors and everything. And and I think that that's important.
1: Well, uh, and I I mean, know. we talked about it, I think in one of our, previous episodes but everything that marvel is bringing to disney plus um with the shows and i mean you know with echo with Mm -hmm. um i keep forgetting the one there are so many like there's so many shows where we have you know different nationality as the entire cast you know bringing superheroes and villains together on the screen where we have so many different things you know well, yeah, it's Ms. just Marvel exciting. Yeah, Ms. Marvel
2: did it really well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And that's... So, oh, go ahead, Jake. No, go ahead, Tracy. I was just going to ask, um, Robert, do you think that the um, the Ten Rings are going to pull in with Ms. Marvel? Do you think that the the Bengal, do, do you think they're connected at all? Or?
2: I'm not sure. And, and I know that they're doing... Uh, where did we first see it? Going back to a Captain Marvel reference... The original Marvel Captain Marvel, um, the Bangles are acting more like the bands that switched Ooh. Rick Jones and Marvel. But since there's, you know, they don't have any record of what these are in, you know, the Codex or the Kree or the Shuri. Nobody knows where these things came from, and we saw some of the sigils of the Ten Rings in Miss Marvel. I am curious to see how they tie it together if they mm-hmm. use it as. Uh, if they even do it again, kind of culturally, as a Southeast Asian kind of tie, to just go, there's an entire section of the world we just really have not talked about that has had a lot of things going on, and kind of like we were talking at Fanex with, how does the normal, how does somebody not in New York or LA deal with events, are the, are there anything, has there been anything historically in the MCU in Asia that we just don't know about, or at least you know, Shield hasn't told us about yet.
1: Well, and we have um, Marvels coming, and mm-hmm. um, you know, getting to see a little bit of that at D twenty three. They really get into um, dealing with these superpowers um, and and each other. And then we have Secret Invasion, which deals with the Cree. So, I mean, <laughs> we could get we could get it in either or both of those of those shows, which is really, I mean, they're really opening the doors to bring everything because everybody's been complaining nothing connects yet you know because they did such a great job in the first three phases right. but they didn't connect everything at once like they no, it took them it took years time. to connect these things I, but now we have this expectation that you give it to us now it needs to connect now yeah but what I got I, to see at D23 everything they brought out I in my mind I'm just seeing these tentacles like connecting, connecting you
0: know. nice yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I, yep.
0: I struggle with that argument that nothing is connecting right now. And I, I see four. it. Yeah, I, I get why people are saying it. But if you go back and you watch the phase one movies, not everything connected in the phase. And it was really phase two. They start kind of coming together. And then phase three is when we get it all connected. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think phase four is kind of a not a reset, but a, the a- end game was such an a universe altering event. Right. Yeah that now we're kind of starting from, from scratch, you know, Iron Man's not there cap. We've got a different cap now and, and things like that. And so we've got to have some more origin stories. We're bringing on some new heroes. I think phase four is very similar to phase one, in my
2: opinion. It's, it's a soft reboot. I mean, it's a soft reset. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a resetting
3: um, or a reestablishing. We're establishing where all the pieces are on the board before they can start making moves.
1: Sorry sorry Ironheart is the one I keep forgetting so we have oh, Echo yes. and Ironheart coming yeah. um which are both going to be just fantastic journeys for everyone and then Armor Armor Wars I think is also going to be one of those that connects things um and there're going to be a lot of episodes which is really great so I I just can't I don't see like Shang Chi doesn't have another movie that they've announced yet, and they've announced things through, you know, twenty twenty five. But that doesn't mean that it's not there and it's not going to be announced. Hopefully, when I go to New York Comic Con this week, like, there will be something. But I think it's going to be more, uh, a little more of stuff we've already kind of heard about, but yeah. haven't gotten. You know, uh, as much attention. Yeah, much attention because they haven't been able to shoot a lot of things that they haven't already announced. And so we'll see kind of what they announced there. But I just Shang-Chi and the characters that were created in that movie that were brought to us because Shang-Chi, the comic has been around for a long time, sure. but what they established in the, that movie with those characters are just so exciting to me. I mean, just that whole hidden place that they live and how they create their warriors there and then the warriors that we see in Wakanda. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like I want to see those two places have to be in the same place. <laughs> like mm-hmm. those two sets of warriors in the same place. I don't know if that's ever, ever, ever going to happen. But I would love to see that happen.
3: Well, it's going to be interesting that, as you said, there's not an officially a greenlit sequel, but the director of Shang-Chi is taking yeah. on Avengers The King Dynasty which
1: Yes, yes. So we have that coming, but so I don't know if they're just not calling it a, you know, Shang-Chi 2, but they're expanding the universe and that's where we're going to see him, but we don't officially have his second movie, but I'm so excited about about the Dynasty.
2: Isn't there something on the schedule that's undeclared like untitled I and just, they have a placeholder? In I things, don't. Right? I I don't
1: usually go with undeclared items because if we went with undeclared items, we would have had seven other movies that never happened. <laughs> so no, until fair. until they say like here's until the Bell poster, your here is the the actual name of the movie title on the screen, and yeah. then and and fall of whatever or summer of whatever. Like I'm just not. But if I if we get the dynasty movie, then I'm fine with that as well. So.
0: No, I, I think there's a place for Shang-Chi, and I think we'll see him more in some of the crossover stuff. I don't think this is the last that we've seen of no. his character. Um, I really hope not, and nice. I hope it's not the last that we've seen of Katie. We need more of her in our yeah. life. <laughs> um, but I I just I really think there's they're staying away from a lot of crossovers right now in Phase Four, and I think that will pick up in Phase Five. I think is Wakanda Forever is the it's last the final of Phase, Phase Four, four
1: movie. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
3: which again crazy. going back to Robert's point about um dealing with trauma and grief and that one's going to be a it's... great way to tie up four on that.
1: I mm-hmm. uh, it's and I I've, I've said it before I will say it again. I think it's going to be one of the most important not only superhero movies ever made but movies made in this in this time. Yeah. Just seeing the footage that I have seen of it and the fact that they are not holding back with um what this movie means. Like some of the things and lines that they say in this movie. From the footage that I've seen. I, I'm so excited for it. And I, I just. I can't wait for everybody to see the women of Wakanda. Um, on the big mm-hmm. screen. Doing what they're doing. Because the footage that they showed at D23. Just floored me. Like, the just, one thing that like, I, that I fear.
2: I, I have one. Fear about uh, Wakanda Forever. And that is Ironheart because I, I am used to the story of Riri on her own, designing the Ironheart armor,
3: mm-hmm. just
2: like Tony Stark did it in a cave. And she's like, I can do it, I got tools. And I don't want her getting Mark 50 level armor right out of the gate from Wakanda technology. Mm-hmm. I want to do the process and I'm hoping they don't give us her in, you know, in the present, in Wakanda Forever, and then we get backstory. She <laughs> got to that point in Iron Heart, because I think that would do a disservice to the, to the fans of Iron Heart historically. That's just my two cents. Do you want yeah. to
1: know what I've seen so far? Nope. <laughs> okay. <you> <laughs> yeah, and that's
2: kind, spoilers, I,
3: that's kind of what spoilers.
0: I always they did. ask it's kind of what they did with spider-man when they brought him in in civil war that's where he makes his first appearance right and then we kind of get a little bit of backstory we never
2: really got an origin with peter just like no we we know what happened but we never hear about it
0: yeah but we don't get to see the we don't get to see a lot of the struggling to figure out his powers and and things like that which is
1: a little bit lighter man of
0: it with spider-man we know that backstory but not everybody knows the backstory with ironheart so i agree i don't want us to skip over that and gloss over it i want it
3: to be on it's it's like batman's origin we've seen it on screen so many times do we really need to see it again i don't know how does he become batman (laughs) what's
1: (laughs) his mom's name again
0: he played baseball a lot
1: (sighs) he gets hit by
3: a bat and turns into a vampire it's a whole thing
0: no now i think you're thinking of morbius Oh
1: wait, oh wait those aren't it's not the same movie <laughs> it's the MCU Batman <laughs>
3: the MCU Batman
2: well, okay well hold on hold on because uh MCU's uh Mandarin, no MCUs I'm sorry Raza ghoul was when yeah, the there way you be, go. Like, bait and switch
3: there you go yeah
2: that was yeah. another one
0: yep
3: absolutely yep
0: I don't think that one enraged people as much though no <laughs>
2: Not at all. <laughs> and you got Ken Watanabe in in uh, Batman Begins out of that, so I mean it was yeah. kind of a win anyway. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So, but I digress.
1: <laughs> um, the scene, another fight scene that I really, really love, but I think went a little too long, is the one on the outside of the club. So we're on the inside mm. of the club, yeah, and we get introduced to some pretty. Um, in, big characters um, and then they get on the outside of the building trying to get away. There was some really cool intricate fighting going on and then like camera work. And then I just felt like it was over and then it wasn't. And it went on for like 10 more minutes.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was one of the only things I didn't love about that movie is I was just like, the pacing was really good until we got to that point.
0: One of the things as we go through some of these action sequences that you've talked about, Val, that's really interesting about Shang-Chi. And I I felt this the first time that I saw it is we really do kind of, we're in the real world, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. the bus, the club, all of that. And then it shifts to this really fantastical world, like Mm -hmm. where his mom is from and all of this stuff. And that it, it it makes for a really kind of fascinating story in that regard because it does take us into this whole new world that, is completely different and completely fantastic
1: yeah um, and getting to that world is one of my favorite things that i've seen on film what an interesting way like you have a certain timing to go through this forest or this forest will kill you um <laughs> and it's just visually so cool um but also super fun um and it's it, yeah, it brings you to the fact that inside this world that we all live in, there are these fantastical things that happen. And, you know, shooting the scenes where his dad and mom, you know, meet mm-hmm. and they're fighting That's when they showed a little bit of that in the trailer, I was so excited to see this because, you know, you get a little of that crouching tiger, hidden dragon yeah. um, yep. cinematography and coloring and right. just the fantastic movement and flow um, was so cool. And, and I also thought just that way of fighting was also just a way of life as well, because his dad is a very, he, he gets his fight and power from anger and his mom uses this control of, mm-hmm. you know, herself and it doesn't come from anger at all. And she's the only one that can tame his dad. And I just think that's such, a um, That is so the way that we are sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Some of us can totally fight through our life with anger. And some of us can totally fight through our life, you know, with that control and that we're just getting through. We don't need to be that way. And I just thought that was um, a really cool juxtaposition. Um, And then just seeing Michelle, um, you know, kind of fight with Shang-Chi and she kind of takes him over, you know, um, (laughs) I think she's she's one of my favorite favorite actresses. Like, I love seeing her and everything. She's got more coming up in the MCU, um, on her own, which is going to be super exciting. Um, I, yeah, I love her so.
2: Well, one thing with with the fight with it where um, I can't remember her the mother's name, and when we were fighting, one thing with his fighting style, it wasn't just anger, although I think that as he finally met somebody that could stand on par with him, which he hadn't fought. He was he did get more angry. And you can see it in his in the mm-hmm. way he fought. But I think that after attaining the rings, and especially in the first fight, and I mentioned this with you, that I had a problem with the way it was shot originally, and then watching it again made sense. His fighting style wasn't angry, it was brute force. Yeah,
1: yeah. it was yeah. powers. I have you this should... power, I do whatever.
2: Yeah, you, and you know. I'm going there and you can't stop it. And he was used to be. it was one of the things that kind of played throughout that this is a man who's very used to getting his way, period. Right. And all of a sudden, this other warrior is like, I don't think so, and completely, you know, resets the way he thinks about things to the point where he's like, I'm willing to give this up. And when, uh, in kind of parallel, Shang-Chi, when he went to Ta Lo and was fighting with uh, his aunt, that it wasn't just. It wasn't anger. It was, I've suppressed this for so long. Yeah. I've kept this bottled up for, you know, for 15 years. Mm
1: -hmm. And
2: now that it's back out, he was, he was angry because, you know, this is what my father made me. I don't want to be this person. Mm -hmm. She's making him fight and confront. You are not just your father, but you're your mother also. Find the balance between the two Mm -hmm. and utilize that. And, you know, that's one of the things that's just a life lesson, you know, yeah. your parents teach you, you get this from your father, you get this from your mother, you know, they're good and bad in both, use them both, become your own person. So there, that was another lesson that was very subtly, but very well taught in yeah. that
1: theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I take it as, you know, cause not everybody has both of those sides to learn from. And and for me, I took it from, we all have pain in our life that we can draw from. And Mm -hmm. we all have, you know, this other kind of knowledge section where we can say, okay, I can take this knowledge, which sometimes is a little quieter, but more powerful than the pain. Right. And so his father and mother represented both of these. And then if we could actually get them together in a world where it made sense, Mm -hmm. then they would be the biggest force ever. But unfortunately his past caught up with him, you know, and just really drove it home that, yeah, now I've got to keep continuing to be this brute force, this, Mm -hmm. you know, taking over everything. Um, and that was his weakness because then that's what brought him down ultimately. Um, you know, it wasn't the fact that he loved his, his wife more than anything. It was that, I want control. I want to bring her mm-hmm. back. I want, you know, it, it's that, con, that ultimate control. Um, and so I, there were just so many things that you could subtly take out of this movie, depending on where you are and what you need. And, and I really, really enjoyed that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's give it a grade. Let's give it a letter grade. Um, we'll start with you, Tracy. Normal- uh- Go ahead. I don't know. Go ahead. We'll start with you. <laughs>
3: um, I'm not as big of a fan of this one as Val, but I still enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I think that there's a few CGI with the fight scenes that I don't like quite as much, but the um, the choreography is fantastic. Like when he's dealing with the jacket and he's flipping the jacket over his head and um, stuff like that. That reminds me very much of the old Jackie Chan. Um, the 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 story's good. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes from here. I'm giving it a solid B. Okay.
0: Robert, what about you?
2: Um, I am not quite as much a fan as Val, but I love this movie. Um, Tracy heard me make the comment in uh, in one of our panels about Marvel doing the most the blackest things they've ever done in Falcon uh, of The Winter Soldier*, and this is definitely the most balanced Asian thing they've done without making it caricature you actually got characters and characterizations and development um choreography i think was fantastic i think that the fight cinematography after talking with val and and complaining about the first fight versus later fights in the movie and but how they worked those i think the fight cinematography was great there were scenes that went on a beat too long Mm -hmm. but i don't think for me that any of that distracted from the movie and (laughs) Pardon me, made, you know it all made me interested in seeing the development of all of these characters that we saw that survived um, for the movie. So I'm going to give it an a minus. Okay. I I don't want to start mine off by
0: saying I'm not as big a fan of the movie. <laughs> now, I feel like that's kind of Try become not. the theme. <laughs> but but i but I enjoyed this movie. I really think it was fun. I think this will go down as one of the movies you know 2021 was a rough year box office wise Mm -hmm. for everybody obviously and i think as a result of that it kind of gets roped in with the black widow movie and um eternals where they weren't as they weren't bad movies i really liked black widow probably a little bit more than this one even um and then this one and then eternals eternals was a little bit boring i'll be honest it was boring at parts but it wasn't a horrible movie I, I would give this a B plus. I think it's it's very underrated. I want to see more Shang-Chi. I do love the representation that's in the movie, and I think that's vitally important, and I want more of it. And I'm glad we're seeing more of it. And so for that reason, I think it's a really good movie. But this isn't, for me, this isn't top-tier Marvel like Black Panther or Winter Soldier or uh, Endgame, but it's still really, really good.
1: Val? This is... Um this movie to me was so much fun. We didn't even talk about his sister, which I cannot wait to Mm. see what evil she brings on the world. Like she is a force (laughs) to be reckoned with. And the fact that, you know, you think that she's going to come around. Oh no, she's dead now. Um, uh, (laughs) You think that by the end, she feels like she's part of the family and she's going to come around and be, be with them. And then you see, what happens that she's now her dad basically um, with her own minions. And so that makes me so excited because I just feel like Marvel needs to up its game with, uh, with villains and really, really, you know, hit it home. And I really hope they do what I think they're going to do with her character. Um, For me, it's an A minus. If they would have tightened it up a little bit, with some of the theme- the scenes that were a little bit slower, um, I-, I think it would have been a full on A for me. Um, I also um, uh, there were a couple of of times when they're fighting in the fantastical place in the CGI when they're fighting against the mountain mm-hmm. that took me out of the movie a couple times. Every time I see it, there's just some parts, but that part is super cool when he's fighting his dad. Another really cool part, but there's some, there's some missteps right there a few times. So it's not a perfect movie, but it's a really fun visual movie and I can't wait to see where Shang-Chi is going. Um, so yeah, a minus for me. Well, there
0: you go. There is Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings um, if you haven't checked it out, it is on Disney Plus. You need to check it out. Um, I do think it gets overlooked because it it was just in that time when we weren't really going out and seeing movies yet.
3: Weird time.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's, it's great. We had a great time at FanX. We have some good things coming up for everybody that we'll have some announcements on soon. Um, we really enjoyed seeing everybody at our panel um, and just throughout the show. So thank you for those that stopped and said hi. Robert, thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Everybody needs to check out Robert's Instagram at Action Figure Theater. It is fantastic. It is fun. It's just it's a great a great thing to add to your morning routine. Just check That's out Robert's great. daily post. Thank you That's very great. much. All right, and if you want to send us in for any feedback, information, anything like that, you agree, uh, disagreed with something that Tracy said today on the show. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> you can send that feedback to podcast at movies that make us.com and we'd love to hear from you you can also comment on this post on youtube or on facebook uh and make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to us and share it with your friends and thanks so much for being here till next time we won't see you at the movies bye bye
1: this has been an age of geek media production